Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I had nothing to believe in. Double cup leaning. Couldn't even breathe in. For that money I was feeling. Catholic was the mission, but now it's Middle Tucker, Mora, Bundes, and new music from the weekend. So that's the song that's jumping out at you right now from the new album. Mora. Oh, I can't stop listening to this one, Snow Child. Mm. Check it out. She like my futuristic sounds of the new spaceship. Futuristic sex, give a Philip K. Dick. She never need a man. Oh, really? Good thing this is a podcast. <laughs> I think he said dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I I, I suspected uh, that I would have a hard time listening to a whole album of the weekend, and I was right. Really? Yeah, I was out uh, for a walk, and I was listening to the new album. And after a while, I just find that um, just like the way his mic's tuned and everything, it just becomes too much. I need a break. Really? But I love a lot of the songs. It's just I can't listen to 12 in a row. Oh, man. I can go yeah. down that rabbit hole any day. I love that each song flows into the next. It's so fun to listen to front to back. I would put Adam Levine in that same category. Oh, well, Adam Levine, <laughs> yes, for sure. Rune 5, the Odd Rune 5 song, great. Couldn't listen to an hour. No. Hell no. Yeah. But I could listen to more of The weekend than I could listen to Adam Levine. And uh, to be honest, I don't, I can't remember the last time I actually sought out a Maroon 5 song and thought, ah, I got to listen to that right now. When's the last time I heard Payphone? Let me get it on right now. <laughs> but you know, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. So here we are, COVID-19 crisis. Yes. We're recording this on uh, March 25th. Of course, anything could change by the 26th. But uh, uh, I might be, I, it looks like I'm going to be the first person broadcasting from home. So this might be my last podcast in the studio Yeah, for, for the foreseeable future. Like unless we hooked up via, you know, FaceTime or something, but that just, it probably won't work that well that way, so... Just have to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, uh, when is the next podcast coming out? Well, we do a show every day. You can listen to that, too. It's not that much different. It's just that, yeah, there are a few more commercials and a few songs in between. And a, a lot less uh, F-bombs yeah, on but the show. Show. We also do that whole uh, Take Two podcast every week, which is stuff that we consider to be some of the more fun conversations or the more interesting conversations. And actually, what we're going to do at the... Uh, we're going to tag this podcast with a conversation conversation we had this morning on the air on our radio show with Makai Taggart, who works for Global News. Mm -hmm. He's behind the scenes. He's like one of the bosses there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he contracted COVID-19 at the same time as Anthony Farnell, who's the chief meteorologist for Global News. Mm -hmm. And so we had like a pretty uh, in-depth conversation with him about what he was feeling. What's it been like? How was it getting tested? All those things. When is he allowed to leave isolation after you've been tested? And also, I asked him flat out, like, are you kind of happy that you've had it and that, you know, the worst is over for you. Yeah, because it's scary. For, because we just, you don't know how it's going to affect you. Yeah, totally. You know, 
Uh, it's interesting watching what's going on in the United States right now. I almost, you know, like there's the whole pro-life movement. Yeah. It almost feels like right now in the United States, there's this um, almost like a pro-death movement right now, <laughs> which is yeah. get the economy going, let the people die who are going to die. And it's sort of like the hardcore Trump supporters are getting on board with this idea. Until like, they start dying. Yeah, right? Right. What's well, yeah? Come it's on. crazy to me that at this stage they're talking about it. Look, if it's three months from now and they're heading into like this super depression, that's one thing. But Trump is talking about maybe getting the economy going in time for Easter, and there's people that are on board with that, saying, "Hey, the cure can't be worse than the you know the virus mm-hmm. itself." There is something to be said about you know how far you go with the steps that you're taking, mm-hmm. because it is true that if society became so out of control and like the super depression and governments were going bankrupt that the end result of that could lead to more death than the virus itself Mm -hmm. but i think we're a long way away from that happening yes the world has been through a lot we're just lucky that for most of us in our lifetime the worst thing we've seen is either SARS or 911. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our my grandparents are old enough to have been I guess uh, around for World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of the sacrifices and the things that happened then. Uh yeah, can we just stay inside for a couple of weeks when but, you think about what people had to go through for World War II? It's insane. Yeah, and Frank, her family? And Frank. For oh the, my you know, god. What they were doing when they were self-isolating? Like honestly, trying to stay away from, you know, getting caught. I can't even think about that stuff. It just makes me too sad. Yeah. So when I think about uh, in comparison what we're dealing with now, it really does seem like nothing. If we can just stay on, inside to protect the people who could die from yeah. this. Obviously, there's going to be a recession. Obviously, there could be even a depression. But a lot of the economists say that because of where we're at and what we're dealing with, as opposed to other things, that there should be a really quick bounce back okay. when you know people are able to get back on track and, and return to normal. isn't that what people do after something like this? As soon as we're all clear to enjoy our lives again, we're going to go out and we're going to support all those businesses that are struggling right now, right? Yeah. Hopefully all those people that lose their jobs in this process will get them back. And, yes. And things will recover, but we'll see. Anyway, they're, it seems like they're rushing that uh, conversation a little bit in the U.S. I know Bundes disagrees a little bit. Uh, I see your I, face I, over there. I think <laughs> I think it's two weeks is like, or 15 days is what he said is, is way too quickly. Yeah. But I definitely agree that if we hit a depression the end result of more disease, famine, looting, violence in the streets between people will far outweigh any death at the... As, a, the worst as a worst case scenario. Yeah, yes. or the depression that leads to suicide. Yes. And, you know, yeah. there could be lots of spin-off deaths as a result of that. But right now, it's like, it's way too early to be having that conversation. It's too early, guys. Yeah. Let's just stay inside and watch Netflix for a little while, yeah. okay? Let's just see what happens. Let's see if we can flatten this curve. Is nobody else binge eating? I am binge eating over here. <laughs> you know, the, you got all you got the world's experts right now working on treatments for COVID nineteen. Yes, uh, they're working on a vaccine, which uh-huh. obviously we're being told could be. You know, originally I heard twelve to eighteen months. Now some people are saying that maybe six to eight months there might be a possibility of having something. But I think more likely is that they will find a treatment that would be 
more successful than the treatments they were initially using. And so that's another reason for trying to stave off getting the virus in case you're one of the people that get hardest hit. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure they know what to do and and there's less guessing going on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a bit of a bummer. It's a bit of a bummer. And I'm dealing with a husband who every day, because he's out of work now too, we've had to close our bar. Mm -hmm. Every day, his biggest goal is to see what elaborate high in saturated fat and salt dish he can make. You yeah. know, that's his focus Give me an day. example. Um, beefaroni? Have you, have you cracked the can of bo- no, beefaroni yet? No, no, no. We'll get to that point, though. Um, but right now we're having, like, he made, like, a big stew, and he left all the fat on the meat. And I could tell because the next day there was, like, a layer oh, of fat. Yeah. You know that layer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, burgers. <laughs> we've had burgers. Uh, we had some of his frozen vegetables that he bought, but they were like the tempura kind. That was delicious. <laughs> it all sounds great. It's been really delicious. And and treats, like all of these frozen popsicles and mm. stuff I would normally not be eating that I'm now like, well, it's here. I might as well eat it. I'll tell you, I feel very lucky for a number of reasons, but there were a couple of purchases I've made in the last little bit that would have, you know, led people to believe that I had tremendous hindsight when in reality it was dumb luck. luck. Well, first of all, I bought a Peloton for my wife, oh, yeah. you know. At the time, I was dead against getting it. Too expensive, blah, blah, blah. You know, who pays that much for a Peloton? I bought one secondhand, mind you. Mm -hmm. But now, having that in our house is great because no one's going to the gym. I've been using it. My wife's been using it. Oh, my God. So that was like amazing, you know, just dumb luck. Uh The other thing is about, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was, but I bought a chest freezer. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I just was so excited about having this chest freezer. I was filling it up. <laughs> like I made a big chili. I was doing all this stuff. Yeah. I, uh, there's this store in London, Ontario called Remark, and they sell individual soup containers. And it's re- it's like $4 for a container, it's, uh-huh. but it's really good quality soup. Huh. I bought 25 of them, 25? put them in my freezer. I was there visiting my mom. I just filled up a cooler. I brought the cooler in, filled them up, and then left. I So I just out of dumb luck have a freezer. Are full of food. I shouldn't be advertising this. <laughs> Starting to eat now. It now. We know Everyone's where to, going. Yeah. 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 Now we know loot, where to loot. Yeah, this. It's going to yeah. be my house. Yes. But again, like I, I went from having a 29-inch fridge with a tiny freezer to having a huge chest freezer that I'm just stoked about. And nine right bottles of tequila? Well, that, that was like panic. <laughs> Some <laughs> people are panic buying like Lysol wipes and toilet paper. I've been making sure that I don't run out of tequila. Yeah. Now it turns out it's probably not, you know, all it's for not nothing. It's not going to be a problem. Although, I'm just trying to limit the amount of time I spend out in stores. Yeah, that's good. That's so, really good. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a need to be worried if you don't have enough food because I think there's going to be a constant supply of food mm-hmm. because the reality is all these businesses that provide it want to stay functioning and want to keep making money. So, yes. nobody wants to see an end to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're allowed to operate anybody in that industry. So Mm -hmm. I expect there's going to be no shortage of food. I'm just trying to prevent myself from having to go to the grocery store every other day. Yes. Because when I go, it's such a process now. I just feel so dirty when I come home. And I got to like all the fruits and vegetables I buy, I'm washing in the sink with soap and water. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I like, I feel like I got to wash my jacket I was wearing. And I usually have some sort of gloves, not like rubber gloves, but just 
kind of spring fall gloves and i put you know they gotta go in the wash yeah you gotta everything i just feel so dirty so i don't i hate that whole like feeling like i need to disinfect myself i just want to i know we'll get through that it'll be over soon it is annoying though to go shopping um my my husband matt says there's always a lineup and uh, you know all of these places are following a protocol now so they only let in so many people so no matter where you go if you're going out you're going to need more time than you thought you did I went to Costco. I was super impressed of how they were handling things. Really? This is going back uh, on Friday, so like, whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, five days ago, six days ago. And uh, I went, and it wasn't too busy, so they hadn't had a lineup form yet. And then when you're inside, they kept it quiet because as, you know, they reached a certain number and they had police there. Really? Just in case. Yikes. At the doors, just in case there was an issue. But they were counting how many people were inside. And they'd only let so many people in. And everybody was keeping their distance. And I got what I needed to get. And I filled up. Like, I stocked up on stuff. Because I didn't want to have to go back there either. Yeah, totally. And I don't mean, like, toilet paper and paper towels. Like, I just bought, you know, little this, that, that, you know, made Mm -hmm. sure we had snack food, meat, stuff that I normally buy there. And then when I came out, there was a lineup, but everybody was six feet away from each other. Nice. In fact, in the store, before you got to the cash, we were all out, instead of individual lines at each cash, it was one giant line that was going down the aisle, mm. and everybody was about six feet apart there, too. Smart. And they handed it out Lysol wipes as soon as you got your card as you went in, mm-hmm. so you can disinfect that. Like, in terms of having to go shop, it was the best case scenario mm-hmm. for me. Do you get it slightly insulted when someone hands you a Lysol? No, man, I love it. When people walk away from me on the sidewalk now, I love it. It's like, thank you. Yeah. I actually said thank you to a guy the other day. I was walking up with my two girls. Some guy, you know, was walking towards us. He just got on the road and gave us a nice, like, six foot uh, bit of space there. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, thanks. Thanks for moving for me. Why well, didn't no. you get on the road? Don't you, no, <laughs> is it possible that he moved because he didn't want to be anywhere near you guys? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But it's yeah. just like the fact that he respected our space and his own space. Yeah. I appreciated that. He moved because he was on that side of the sidewalk already. We were on the inside and we moved into single file. Like I don't walk to a cross when I pass somebody now. Try explaining this stuff to a three-year-old. Oh yeah, it's, that sucks, eh? We've told her that there's an emergency and that's why schools close. So everything is like, is it because of the emergency? And it breaks my heart. I'm like, yes, it's because of the emergency. Yeah. Can't go to the park. Can't do this. Can't do that. You know who I feel really bad for right now? Who? Is uh, Oprah and Stedman. Oh yeah, whatever. Did you see that? Yeah, so Stedman doesn't believe... No, no. Uh, Stedman was in Chicago longer than Oprah was. Oh, okay. So uh, Oprah was at her mansion in California, mm-hmm. and Stedman flew in after, and uh, Oprah didn't want to take any chances. Even though it was an international travel, he'd been conducting business, and I think he had been on some trips before that. And so she's quarantined him into the guest house. <laughs> And we know this because uh, Oprah was, well, have a listen to this. Uh, Oprah was doing like this FaceTime conversation with Ariana Grande. Stedman is at the guest house because (laughs) Stedman did not arrive from Chicago until Thursday. So Stedman's like, what's the procedure for coming home? The procedure is, (laughs) you ain't coming and sleeping in my bed. Literally, Ariana, he goes, I'm not. I go, oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. 
Have you not been paying attention to the news? And by the way, I looked at some of the social media posts that Oprah put up. Mm-hmm. Man, her house, it looks like she was standing on the front steps of a high-end golf course. Oh, yeah. Like and the property is so epic. And then so she beautiful. showed some video of Stedman in the guest house. That guest house? Oh, yeah. Nate Burkus designed the guest house, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. He's the best. And like her dogs, she's got like, I think she's got a couple golden retrievers. Man. Yeah. I would kill to be one of those dogs. Yeah. They are living in the it, lap of luxury. It doesn't look too bad. And I'm sure Stedman's okay with it. He's going to have a little like two-week jerk session in the old oh! guest house. <laughs> doesn't have Oprah there to worry about walking. <laughs> Great. Thanks for the visual, buddy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that, two weeks. You, is that all you do when you've got... I bet you he masturbates more in the next two weeks than he has in the last year. I'm sure her mansion is big enough to find a quiet corner to set it's up true. a station, <laughs> <laughs> a self-pleasure station. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but somebody always seems to come around when you're just mm. like when you're doing it, right? Like yeah. you, you think you're alone. You think you, nobody's bothering you. <laughs> somebody comes knocking on a door. Yeah, does that happen to you? You do when I you when I when I lived with uh, past girlfriends or when I was younger, living at oh. home. Sure, always. Yeah, well, Can't now that you he... keep it quiet though, like, or do you? It's it's the embarrassment of like having your hand in your underwear or whatever, and then your mom or your girlfriend walks in oh, on you. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. what's going on in here? Yeah, Bundus. <laughs> <laughs> Too much free time on your hands. Yeah, well, maybe he's like, uh, you know, other guys I know, like me, where if you think you're going to get some action, you try and abstain from that side of the uh, right body. Yes. Just to make sure you're... Ready to go. Ready to go and primed <laughs> and, you know, get maximum enjoyment. But now he knows for two weeks for sure there's going to be no contact. So he's going to have guilt-free jerky jerks. Thanks for that. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone has needs, even Stedman. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, well, look, um, we will continue to do the Take Two podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a way we could record another podcast, even if we're in our homes for the foreseeable future, because maybe Bundes can, uh, he's going to be he- here in the studio. Maybe yeah. he can just like keep the system operating while we're there, right? We'll see. We'll see. See what we can do. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's not so much fun to do this now because everything's so serious. I know, right? Weird times. Yeah. Weird times. Speaking of serious, this morning on our show, uh, we spoke with Makai Taggart, and he is uh, like the global news director for Ontario. He's the Ontario regional news uh, director for mm-hmm. global news. Anyway, he is one of a uh, couple of guys who work for Global that contracted COVID-19. So what is that like? Yeah. Let's, you know, uh, what's the test like? Yeah. Right? Let's find out. Our conversation with him coming up here in uh, just a sec. Thanks for listening. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Joining us on the phone is one of the two members of the global news team who have tested positive for COVID-19. Anthony Farnell is one of the people who you'd know as the meteorologist you see every night in the news. And uh, one of the other members is sort of uh, someone who's behind the camera, the Ontario Regional uh, Director of News, Mackay Taggart. Uh, Good morning, Mackay. Thanks for coming on the air with us. We appreciate it. You're welcome, Tucker. Uh, so many questions to ask. I mean, sure, we've seen celebrities and people updating, you know, how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. People have contracted COVID-19. But uh, they tend to be like short clips here and there. And I thought it might be more interesting to have like a kind of more in-depth conversation with someone who is kind of going through it as we speak. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, I guess the first question is, wh- where does this story start? Well, the, the story starts for me, I think, uh, in Austria. I, I can't be 100% sure, uh, but I was traveling with uh, a number of friends, including Anthony Farnell, our chief meteorologist, in Austria in late February and early March. We were on a ski trip in an area of the country called uh, Tyrol in a town called St. Anton. And uh, the six of us came back. We, didn't, uh, we felt perfectly fine on the trip, but shortly after we came back, we all we're, we're chatting in a WhatsApp group and noting that we were feeling kind of lethargic and a little achy uh, and a little rundown, which is not uncommon after seven days of skiing and drinking and partying and having yeah, fun. Right? Yeah, for sure. We, 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 no, none of us thought much of it. We just thought we had, we had kind of burnt ourselves out. Yeah. Um, but then some people started developing some symptoms uh, that were a little more abnormal. Anthony himself actually started to develop a fever. Um, and, and, then, and then everything sort of went away. His symptoms went away. I started feeling better. And then the following week after our return, Anthony got a little bit more significantly under the weather. I uh, was having some trouble breathing, had quite a high fever. And he talked to his doctor. His doctor at that point here in Canada suggested he not need a test, that his symptoms probably weren't aligned with COVID-19. Wow. And that Austria at the time, Austria at the time had only recorded a small handful of cases. So, <clears throat> excuse me, he did not go to the doctor, mm-hmm. except uh, when his symptoms didn't get better, he decided himself unilaterally to go to the emergency room, get tested. And shortly after that, we found out that he did test positive. And I, as a result, even though my symptoms uh, had been mild and, and largely had subsided, it, my doctor recommended I go get tested just to find out. And indeed, I, I did test positive as well. So, so where did, did you go to get tested? So I went to Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto um, because it was closest to where I was at the time. I was at work and I, I immediately left work after finding out that Anthony had tested positive. Went to Sunnybrook and, and that experience was actually uh, very, very seamless. And, and I don't want to say I should I should preface everything I'm saying with. I think what we're learning is that everyone's experience with COVID-19, both the symptoms the impact it has on your body, body, and even the testing process is different. There, there this, this well, virus takes on a lot of different forms. Okay, I don't know exactly how old you are, but aren't you about the same age as Anthony? I'm younger. I want to point out, okay. uh, <laughs> but by not significantly, <laughs> though, are you? No, by, no, I'm 36, and he's 39. So, we're okay, both, so we're both, 
largely healthy, active mm-hmm. people. Yeah, you're, uh, you know, you're doing ski trips, you're doing this stuff, and then, you know, Anthony is having shortness of breath and having problems breathing. What For you, what was, like, peak symptoms? Like, the worst you felt was what? You know, to be honest, and I don't want to downplay this because I know how serious of an illness it is and how serious it can be for certain individuals, my most severe symptoms were probably just this sort of overall achy feeling uh, and feeling lethargic. I did develop a dry cough, but it wasn't a cough that was debilitating in any way. It didn't impact my breathing. It wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. It was pro- I was probably coughed three or four times an hour out of the blue, which was odd because I felt well otherwise. And I'm not someone who normally coughs just for the sake of it. So it, that, that was somewhat odd to me. But yeah. I would say my most uncomfortable symptom was just being, um, just being out of it, just not feeling. I thought I, I, I don't normally get bad jet lag. Um, but I thought that flying back from, I had a long day of flying from Switzerland to London and then on to Toronto. Sure. And I just felt like that was what took the wind out of my sails. And so if, uh, if Anthony hadn't had such extreme symptoms and got tested, you would probably be prepared to dismiss your symptoms as being no big, like, ah, oh, it can't be. 100%. Because I really didn't, I mean, I, at that point, and so much has changed. You know, this was in, in early March we returned. And in the last three weeks, so much has changed in terms of what we know and what we look for, and especially the advice about, social distancing and, and, and self-isolation. Yeah. But, but at the time, I really felt like, well, it can't be me because I don't have a fever, I don't have trouble breathing, and I'm not uh, an older person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're with uh, Mackay Taggart. He's joining us on the phone. He uh, works with Global News, which is uh, owned by the same company that owns our radio station. He, uh, so you were with a group of six people in Austria. Of the six, how many people have actually been tested? Only Anthony and I, uh, and I do believe uh, just symptomatically that at least four of the six of us probably did contract the virus. When you think about if you've ever been uh, skiing, you know that there's obviously when you're skiing, you're in wide open spaces. But uh, Austria, especially the ski infrastructure is a network of gondolas that are quite large. And it was a busy week. So we were being crammed into these gondolas with maybe 40 or 50 people. And, and traveling up the mountain for about 25 minutes. Uh-huh. People are, you know, people have been sweating, they're coughing, they're breathing on each other. Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's a prime environment. And that's not even to speak about the après ski environment where you have people at bars, sharing mm. drinks maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and being in close quarters. Which is blowing your nose when you've come in from the cold, oh, you know, yeah. in front of people and like... All of that. The germ spread could be crazy. I'm hearing that the actual swab test itself is quite uncomfortable for COVID-19 because they got to get it right up in there. They're, they're thorough, but it's brief and it's not painful. It just feels really foreign. It's yeah. not something that you would normally uh, have anything. You know, I don't think I knew that part of my body existed <laughs> until I yeah. felt a long swab up in it. And, 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 and I was, um, it was disarming, but it wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable in no way should the, the procedure or the, or the test, um, or the fear of the test prevent anyone from getting tested because right. it happens so quickly. Um, but it was definitely not something I would go and do for fun on a Saturday. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because there's a lot of people that would like to get tested because they've had, you know, direct contact with other people and they're not able to get the test. They're only giving tests to people who are showing extreme symptoms. I mean, I guess it's the, as time goes on, the more and more tests that are available, more people will be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hear about like someone like Drake getting a test where he has no symptoms at all, uh, does that shock you at all? 
I, I think that it, we're at a point where the uh, messaging hasn't gotten through about who is um, deserving of a test, I should say. I think that, and, and partially that's because the, the guidelines for the ministry seem to be changing. In fact, I went and got tested on uh, a Friday night, uh, was waiting for my results, and then on a Sunday afternoon, I was called by Toronto Public Health, and I was told that my results could not be found and that I needed to go back to the hospital and get retested. No. Oh, man. In those two days when I went back to get retested, the doctor said, I'm sorry, you no longer meet the criteria for testing because you're not exhibiting symptoms and you're not in any health at any health risk. Yeah. However, Toronto Public Health sort of jumped in and said, well, well, we want this test because we had previously done one and out right. of, I don't know if it was liability or what. So I did get that second test. And then in the end, about two hours later, they found my first test. So uh, and that's that's when I knew that I had been um, confirmed positive. Yeah, it's uh, Tucker and Morrow going a bit long here, but I'm uh, interested to talk with uh, Makai, who's uh, part of the global news team and mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID-19. We got a text from Lindsay. Uh, she said, once you get COVID-19 and you're past those 14 days, can you get it again? Or are you safe to venture out and not worry about it? I think everybody is uh, erring on the side of caution and, and saying uh, we don't know, which is, is, sounds to be the case right now, the, the, that the immunologists are studying this very closely. But again, this is something that was only detected in late December in, in China. And, and so there isn't enough known to be confident. It's likely that in these, the, with this type of virus, it's, it's very difficult to catch it again unless the strain mutates, as I understand it. Again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. What I remember, what I recall reading just recently is that some people they thought were getting it again hadn't actually finished with the virus. That it's sort right. of like it went in a cycle where, as you even said with Anthony, where he started to feel a little bit better before he got worse again. Um, you know, there's people that feel like they're on the other side and then they're getting hit again, which, you know, people can relate to with flus and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So, but I, sure, but yeah. I think, I think the thought is hopefully that it's still, you build the immunities when you get it and that you'll be okay. But what do they tell you? How long do you have to stay locked down for? Well, uh, right now my, my, um, isolation period is 14 days from when I was, uh, when I was tested. So 14 days from Friday, March 13th. However, and then they add on an extra day just for, for good measure. So technically, my isolation could end this Saturday. But the current protocol from the Ministry of Ontario, Ministry of Health in Ontario, is that positive COVID-19 patients need to test negative twice within a 24-hour period before they can be what's called a, a cleared case or a resolved wow. case. Which is why when you notice, when you look at the provincial health briefings in this province, we see the number dramatically increasing of those people who have been tested positive but the number of resolved cases hasn't changed in days. Uh, and the, oh, because right now the protocol is such that you have to be tested and they don't want to waste tests on those people who are probably healthy and, yeah. and are near mm. the illness. I, I'm quite confident. I have not myself felt any symptoms in 10 days. Um, yet, obviously, I'm respecting the quarantine order and I'm staying indoors and, and waiting mm. for direction from the ministry. Are you kind of happy that you've had it now and you're like, all right, this for me? Because, look, <laughs> there's people in the ICU that are in their 30s. There's like, yes. it, it can affect people dramatically. But are you happy that you're one of the kind of, quote, lucky ones? And now that you've I'm, had I'm, it, you I'm, can kind of be a little less stressed about it? Well, I'm acutely aware that my symptoms and my experience were a lot um, better, I guess, a lot easier than what other people have been experiencing. I'm incredibly grateful for that. If it does come out that I'm immune to this, 
Obviously, there will be a, a slight sense of relief, but it's also it's all the people in our community, our you know friends who have compromised immune systems, parents and grandparents who are older. So I don't think you know the fear will fully be gone until we as a society have this mm-hmm. resolved. But I do, I am, I am grateful that if I if I had to get it, that this was the way that uh, my mm. experience played out. Yeah, on an epic ski trip. The guilt I have felt because I've, I, as a result of my close contact, because again, I was home in Canada for a little while before I even knew that I possibly yeah. had this yeah. thing. So you're socializing so with people, you're with people at work, and then I... More than 28 people connected to me, uh, more than 36 actually, have had to go into self-isolation solely wow. because they made the mistake of hanging out with me <laughs> or sat in a meeting with me at work. And, wow. and, and that, 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 that guilt is, uh, is real. And luckily, oh. most of the, all of those people have, have uh, avoided showing symptoms. Some have been tested and tested negative. Um, but so it doesn't appear at this point like my close contacts uh, picked up the virus. But still, that null, I think back a lot to that plane ride from Europe back to Canada, knowing now that I was carrying this virus, this deadly virus yeah. back to my home country is just a really unsettling feeling. Yeah. Probably not the only one. Yeah. You, if anyone tests positive in that group of 36, I think you owe them a ski trip to Austria. <laughs> 100%. Makai Taggart, thanks so much. Thank Where's you. the global news? He's on the other side of COVID-19. Fingers crossed anyway that that's the case. And uh, maybe we'll chat with you again in a bit when we find out more about uh, if you can be released into the public. I'd like that. All right. Thanks, Makai. Okay. Thank you. Get well.